Hey there, listeners. This is ASUONU. My name is Ryan Wynn, and I'm the Emeralds podcast editor and former ASUO reporter. Today, we're going to be talking about the Athletics and Contracts Finance Committee. ACFC manages those quote-unquote free student football tickets that you get for the lottery system, the LTD bus transport system, and much, much more. Let's find out. My name is Ryan Wynn, and I'm the Emeralds podcast editor and former ASUO reporter. Today, we're going to be talking about ACFC, the athletics, contracts, and... Oh, no, I feel so bad. <laughs> finance committee. Finance committee. They all end in FC for finance committee, except the MU board, but... Okay. Still. Yeah, and there's a lot to talk about. And today, I have... Maddie Moore. Hello. I am the... Athletics Contracts Finance Committee Vice Chair and also the Senator for the Committee, one of two. So I'm Senate Seat 8 ACFC. Yeah. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. The weather is a little bit better than I thought it would be today. So it's no absolutely, complaints. yeah, it's absolutely freezing today. But it's not <laughs> raining. I expected rain and I expected clouds and it's actually kind of sunny, which isn't, you know, you need sun. It's late in the year. That's that's true. That's true. Mm. On the way here, I did see a bike whose seat was frozen over completely. Oh, yeah. It was one of the peace health bikes. Oh no, really? Yeah. Oh, God, I'd be. That would be horrible. Okay, yeah. so yes, it's cold. It's cold. It's sunny. It's nice. Yeah. But anyway, today we're talking about ACFC and what it does exactly. As just as a beginner question, what is ACFC exactly? As simply as you can explain it. So basically, um, the ASUO is. Well, there's multiple branches, but for the finance committees, at least, there's four. So there's the EMU board, programs finance committee, department finance committee, and the athletics contracts finance committee. And so the ACFC, what we do is we control, obviously, contracts. And so those are made up of kind of outside services that we contract with rather than being like student-led or department-led, obviously. But um, so it's not exactly a programs finance committee like PFC would be. It's more of we typically work with more pro staff or like outside businesses that come in and contract with us. And in turn, we pay for student use of those services. Yeah, yeah. So what are some examples of the kind of services that ASUO contracts with? Could you give us some examples? Yeah. So obviously the A and athletics contracts finance committee means we contract with athletics. So we essentially use the IFE money that, you know, all finance committees control in the ASUO. That's kind of the whole point. There's student fees. But we take those fees and we allocate them towards, like, for athletics. We pay for the lottery access to football and basketball tickets. We also have a contract with Lane um, Transit District to pay technically for student use of the bus for all students. Um, there's other things such as legal services and student advocacy, and they're, you know, they're kind of self-explanatory. They're there for student legal help. And we have diff- nine different contracts that are essentially outside providers that we contract with to provide services to students. Yeah, yeah. And you work actually with LTD, right? That's your tag? No, my tag is athletics. Your tag but is I've athletics. I've been, um, you know, we all kind of help out. It's not okay. just people's like specific tag who work on, I mean, in some cases it are, there are, but especially like this is my third and a half-ish year on the committee. I, I tend to help out where I can with the contracts just because I've known them for a bit longer than some of the new members. Oh, okay. I was going off the office hour sheet online that I saw. Oh, really? It says yeah. that I'm LTD. Yeah, That's it interesting. does. That's interesting. I'm, I'm heading athletics this year, hopefully. Well, That's not exciting. hopefully. We'll start their hearing soon. So. so what is that 
position like? What do you do on like a day to day basis working with athletics contracts? That sounds like a really complicated job, especially with all the people that work in athletics in addition to the players. Yeah, it's not. So it's not directly with the entirety of the athletics program. They It's kind of more of ASUO specific tag in their form of the word as well. So it doesn't really, the contract doesn't really get into the athletics as much as it's more of the nitty gritty of how many tickets there are and how much we pay for them. And they've had a, we've had a pretty, we've had a pretty similar budget hearing process for them the entire time that I've been here. We've actually not increased their contract over the years. So it's been pretty straightforward. Yeah. What do you mean when you say budget process? Like some of our listeners may not have heard of that before. Could you explain that a little briefly? Yeah. So the budget process basically means that these contracts have to submit a budget request in order for us to fund them every year. And there's kind of just a budget timeline as the year goes on, specifically winter term, as or as we get into winter term, which is when the budget deadline kind of is. So we request a budget, a budget benchmark from them, which is basically just a projection of what they will be asking for from us, kind of lays out why we are paying them, how they align with the ASU mission, kind of their services that they provide to students. And then we move into the budget request, which they have to submit, which is, you know, an exact detailed request of how much they need and you know, if there's any changes from previous years or different contracts. And then by, I believe this year, the deadline is February 2nd. So there's a, we have a big budget bonanza, as we kind of call it every year, where the finance committees um, propose their overall budgets to the Senate, and it has to be approved by the ASUO Senate. So we kind of just, through the budget process, we work with the TAGs to, you know, ensure that, first of all, they understand all of the language in the budget process, and they understand what they're doing, how much they're asking for, and Kind of we just communicate with them in that way until we have their actual budget hearings, which happens before the budget bonanza. And um, that's basically just our entire committee meeting up to tell them how much we plan to fund them that year. And then a couple weeks later, we get into the actual budget bonanza and the overall budgets for each finance committee are uh, voted on by the Senate and approved by the Senate. So in terms of a normal school, I'm going to ask you to explain that a little bit again. So in terms of like a normal school year. Could you walk us through that process and those deadlines for for when a group is going through its budget hearings? Because they are contracted services with us, they we've had all of the same contracts pretty much from year to year. There's been changes of like positions, but most of them know how the process goes. Sometime in late mid to late October, we request their benchmarks from them. So that's kind of the first thing they submit. Could you explain briefly what benchmarks are? Yeah. So benchmarks are the pretty much preliminary piece of paper that we have our contracts submit. And this is how um, this is how all of the finance committees work. Benchmarks are basically just the first piece of paper they submit saying kind of what they expect their budget to be. And if there's any changes from the year beforehand and kind of just letting us know what their budget budget process will look like as we move into the entirety of the budget process. And then we get to the actual budget requests, which come, I, they're actually due today, November 9th. So it's getting to the end of the budget request season. But the budget request is just a more detailed outline of what they're requesting and if there's any changes, what they're requesting changes for. And if there's any service changes that, you know, kind of correlate with the request changes and 
kind of more contractual stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What happens after that? What happens if, like, say, ACFC sees that a group is increasing um, how much they want in their budget, but ACFC can't necessarily do that? Does that make sense? Yeah. So we a lot of my role within the ACFC is just attending committee meetings in which we talk about you know, what the contracts are looking like, which what the requests are looking like, if there's any changes, and especially considering, like, budgetary restraints every year, which the ASUO has definitely been under since I've been here. Um, we just kind of – we have lots of meetings to talk about the specifics of our contracts because, again, with having tags and having specific people talk to specific contracts, it's super important that we get all of the committee members up to speed on exactly what the language is and what the requests are looking like. So – and tags are the specific ACFC members who work with their specific contracted groups. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So a tag is kind of just a delegate from the committee to meet up with the our nine of our contracts. Um, so we split them up. But yeah, it's just basically kind of putting a face to the committee and having like a specific delegate delegate that we email and we kind of remind them when their stuff is due. And it's more of a specific connection rather than just the whole committee. Yeah. And go on with what you were saying before. Well, I was just saying that, you know, as the budget process moves along, it's really important for us to kind of meet as many times as we can, obviously, so that everyone's up to speed on things. And, you know, we require quorum, which is four of our six members. So it's like a majority? Yeah, the majority. And it's for us, it's four. So um, we just we vote on, you know, plans that we want to make or. We have our own like internal benchmark process we have to go through with the Senate. Um, And so we move through it kind of as any other group or program or contract would move through it. And so just, yeah, a lot of what I do is meeting with my committee so that we can all like make decisions together and be on the same page for what the budget process looks like for the ACFC every year. Yeah, yeah. And that internal Senate process, is that just proposing these budgets to Senate and then Senate either approving or denying it? Is that what it looks like? Yeah, so that's what we went through last night, two nights ago at Senate, actually. Um, We had to get our our benchmarks in for the Senate because, like I said, on February 2nd is when Senate goes through and approves all of the budgets. Um, So, yeah, it just just like a, a contract would, we propose our benchmarks to the actual Senate itself and then they get approved. And as we go through, you know, the process, the numbers get more concrete. That's the point of the benchmarks is to kind of have a target. And then as budget season moves along towards February 2nd, we will move into, you know, more concrete numbers of actual hearings and the actual amounts that will be going into the budget every year. Yeah, yeah. So just to clarify something, in the early stages of the budget process, actual numbers aren't being decided upon it's there are actual numbers being decided upon, but there's still wiggle room after the benchmark process. It's not okay. like a solidified, you know, this is what the contract amount will be, which is not decided until the actual committee's budget hearing. OK, OK. Thank you for clarifying for listeners who've listened to our episodes on DFC and the EMU board. This budget process sounds similar to those. I was wondering if there was anything that was different with working with athletics contracts and other non-athletics contracts that sort of makes the budget process for ACFC different, if that makes sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Some of the differences between us and other finance committees, um, I know, like, speaking specifically about PFC, there's hundreds of student programs, whereas we only have nine contracts that we work with. So 
our hearings and our meetings with them are usually longer and there's a lot more. I mean, specifically with programs, there's more money behind a lot of the contracts because, you know, we have a bigger budget and we have, you know, expensive services that we contract with um, as opposed to like a smaller program like a student program would yeah like ltd especially and then we also have just athletics contracts Mm -hmm. with the quote-unquote free football tickets for students the lottery system yeah technically quote-unquote free as in out-of-pocket costs but yes so since it's you know student fees we they do pay for them and we allocate the funds that's kind of we're kind of like a steward of student funds in that way and all of the Obviously, all of the finance committees are because we run from student fees. But I'd say like the difference between us and the EMU board, too, is that it's not necessarily businesses because the nature of the contracts. It is more student minded, I would say, in that way or more maybe in terms of providing a service for like directly to students that they wouldn't have if they were not a student um, because it is their fees that we're using. So there's there's some differences here and there, but the budget process is pretty similar, and we move along the same timelines as the other finance committees do. Again, that's because Senate votes on our overall budgets, so that's kind of a similarity there. So to just sort of wrap up the conversation that we've been having on the budget process, when does all that need to be finalized, finalized? Well, um, like I said, today, the 9th, is the 9th already, right? Yes. Um, today, the 9th, is the last day for committees to hear the actual requests, the finance committees, to hear the budget requests. So in order to have a budget hearing, you need to have a budget request. So this is kind of, you know, another step that we're moving through the process. But February 2nd is the day that we have to have all of the budget hearings finalized and we have to have the overall AC budget, ACFC budget finalized. So, yeah, we're, we actually had two of our first budget hearings this past week. So we're trying to move through the process more quickly than we have in past years. But um, yeah, I expect the next week or two and then the first five, six weeks of winter term to be full of budget hearings and meetings and just working to have the budget finalized by that February 2nd date. Yeah, yeah. And that February 2nd date, is that the budget bonanza that you mentioned? Yes, it is. That's the day that Senate votes on the entirety of the finance committee committee budgets because the Senate overall has to approve them for them to be kind of finalized. Yeah, yeah. So let's shift this conversation toward the members of ACFC. Since there are only nine contracts, like you said, how many members are on ACFC? So there's six of us um, and we kind of we split the we split the tags and the contracts up kind of based on like how big they are, like LTD and athletics, you know, each tag is that's their only tag. But for kind of some of the smaller tags we have, people will have two. Um, and we, we just decide that in the first meeting of every year, we decide who's going to have what tag and then we kind of move on from there. It's a mutual kind of selection process in terms of we just all decide them in a meeting and kind of hash that out internally. Yeah, yeah. So how are ACFC members chosen, elected, appointed, what have you? Um, most of the positions within the ASUO, you actually run on a slate when you want to be um, placed into one of these positions. And so every spring, there's the ASUO elections process that um, to become a member of the ACFC or to become a senator like I did, you you run on a specific slate and then get, you know, hopefully elected by your peers into the into the ASUO from your slate. And you've been on ACFC for how long, did you say? This is technically my fourth year. I ran for just an at-large member of the committee my the spring term of my freshman year. So I was essentially on that committee starting in May. But 
as you know, the year ends in June, so it was really only one month. And then the last three years I've been sitting on the committee and I became the senator uh, the spring term of my sophomore year. So, geez, two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, I, I became the senator the year after I'd sat on the committee as an at-large member and I got a two-year seat. So this is my last year. All right. So we are actually coming up to the end of our time here today. I was wondering if there's anything that you'd like to maybe add before we finish things off for today. Um, in terms of things to add, I would say just if you're interested in, you know, learning more about the ASUO or any of our committees, all of our meeting schedules and minutes and um, like our proposed meeting times can be found on OrgSync especially with the budget hearing season, if that's something that anyone wants to find out more about. It's all public record. So, you know, we have an audience at every we have like a like space for audience members at every meeting we have. So if you want to get more involved in it and you want to get more interested in it, feel free to come by and see how it works up close and personal, because that was that was really how I learned how everything was going down was actually just going and seeing it work because it can be kind of, you know, different for some people who don't know much about it. So also after a technical four years on ACFC, is there anything that you want to say as you look toward the end of your ACFC career? Um, I think being on the ACFC kind of taught me the importance of being a representative for students and the fact that, you know, none of this money comes from anywhere other than students makes it kind of important to me in terms of like voicing student rights and making sure that everyone's concerns are heard. And I learned a lot about, you know, being representative of other people's interests and goals than my own, which, you know, helps me a lot through my entire process of going through the university. And it's an experience I'm glad I had. And I'm, and I am grateful to have done it for sure. All right. Thanks so much for being here today, Maddie. And yeah. And thank you, listener, for listening to this episode of ASU ONU. Today, we talked about ACFC, and my name is Ryan Wynn, and I'm the Emerald's podcast editor and former ASUR reporter. To hear more from the Emerald Podcast Network, you can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to these episodes right on the new Emerald homepage at dailyemerald.com. Leave us a comment on SoundCloud or email us at podcast at dailyemerald.com. Thanks for listening.